0: Um, it is six o'clock on election day, November 7th. Oh. And this is the evening agenda of the Vale Town Council. All council members are present except for Kim Langmaid. And um, first, we will start this off with citizen participation. If we have any citizens either in person or on Zoom who would like to provide some participation, we welcome you to come up for three minutes. No Zoom? No Zoom. No people?
1: We have one participant one on Zoom. I
2: forgot to say something that matters for me.
0: It's too late.
1: No, it's no. not. It's no, it's
2: not.
0: <laughs> you have three minutes, you gotta go up there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll go over there. No, it's No okay. way, it's too um, late. No, I just wanted to um, say, unfortunately, we lost two more members of our community this past um, couple weeks. Unfortunately, Mark Moser did pass away. Yes. And uh, Susan Boyd. So all the Westville ladies are with Vi Brown. Yeah. So just um, Kevin and I both failed to mention that. At yeah, first.
3: and Marka was our last Trailblazer Award mm-hmm. winner. And. Great lady in the community, and Susan was the head librarian at the Vale Public Library for a long time. So our thoughts and prayers are with both their families.
2: Yeah, and they were all West Vale pioneer women, kind of. Uh Yeah, West Vale moms. So that's it. Thank you. Welcome.
0: All right, with no public, no more citizen participation, we will move on to any action as a result of executive session, which we have none. And the consent agenda. So I'll look for motions on all these.
2: Uh,
3: Mr. Mayor, move to approve resolution number 38, series of 2023, a resolution approving the operating plan and budget of the Ville Local Marketing District for its fiscal year January 1, 2024 through December 31, 2024.
0: Second. Second. All right, we have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye, aye. aye. I am also in favor. Motion carries 6-0
4: Move to approve resolution number thirty nine, series of twenty twenty three, a resolution adopting the Town of u- Vales five year art and public places strategic plan. Second. 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 All
0: right. We have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 I am also in favor. Motion carries. Any opposed? Motion carries six zero.
3: And thanks, Molly, for all your work on that. Thank you. And the, and the committee as well. Thank you.
2: A move, uh, we move, we adopt resolution number 40, series of 2023, a resolution approving a mutual release of restricted covenants, amended, and restated development agreement between the town of Vale and David and Isabel Flowers, setting forth details in regard thereto.
0: Second. All right, we've got a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 I am also in favor. Any opposed? Motion carries 6-0, and uh, kudos to the Housing Department and the Housing Authority for being a part of that. We are trading one deed restriction and getting more than twice as much space in a new deed restriction.
2: I like that math. Thanks for that
4: clarification.
2: Yes, thanks for the explanation. That's good math for us. (laughs)
5: motion to approve resolution number 41 series of 2023 a resolution approving an intergovernmental agreement between the town of vale the town and eagle county school
0: district re50j the district second i've got a motion and a second all in favor aye, aye. i am also in favor motion carries six zero
2: thank you for making that happen
3: yeah and on behalf of the folks at red sandstone thank you we look forward to Working with the police department on this position.
0: Greg Schwartz is going to start his tips training young.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Move to approve resolution
4: number 42, series of 2023, a resolution approving a state of Colorado subaward agreement between the town of Vale and the Colorado Department of Transportation.
2: Second.
0: We have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. I am also in favor. Motion carries 6 0. Move to approve that we. Uh,
2: what is it? The town attorney contract award with that he contracts to award 106 West Couriers LLC for the loading and delivery program renewal, not to exceed 1.5 million. Right there.
0: Second. All right, we have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 I am also in favor. Motion carries 6-0. And just as a note, that is a cost plus. Agreement is it not? So, one of 1.5 million is an estimate, and we're usually tracking below that number. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, perfect.
4: I move that we authorize the town manager to enter into agreement with Squire Broll in a form approved by the town attorney in the amount not to exceed $60,000 for the creation of a proposed sculpture for the town of Vales Public Art Collection.
3: Second.
0: All right, we have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. I am also in favor. Motion carries 6-0.
5: Motion to approve the updated VLMD 2023 operating budget.
2: Second.
0: We have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 I am also in favor. Motion carries 6-0. And up next, town manager report. Take it away.
6: Thank you. Just wanted to acknowledge we included in your packet a uh, summary of the four strategic goals. Oops. We included in your packet a summary of your four strategic goals in housing, Uh, moving forward with the Civic Hub in Dobson. Specifically, you heard a briefing uh, and a presentation this afternoon on excellent customer service and creating goals and standards around that. And then uh, we've been working over the last several months on land use regulations to support our town goals around housing. Um, We also provided an update on the 26 actions uh, that came from the town council uh, last year. Um, So just want to acknowledge, you know, that is there for you and the public to review progress on those goals. Also just want to ask Greg to quickly pop up. We have some geothermal testing that uh, we would like to do. to look at an alternative uh, source for our snowmelt system.
7: Um, yeah, so um, you'd approved a contract with a group called the Gray Edge Group. Um, they're more the engineering side of that. The second side of that is uh, we're about ready to enter a contract with a drilling company who will actually do the, the bore um, for that. Um, those are going to be two deep bores. Um, we're looking at Ford Park um, out there. One may be. Um, depending on the utility locates it when we finally get um, either on the east side of the parking lot, just east of the tennis courts as as one, the other one being um, on the property we own very close to the Wren, but just off the um, West Betty Ford way um, maybe at the Wren, between us and the Wren um, because we need some flat areas. The other option is um, and we do have also um, the little shack that is the Um, we've called the art shack we'll be going down this friday Uh, we'll be demoing that in preparation for the the new residents and so that site will already be disturbed and and that would be our third site so um, between those three sites we're looking for two of those um, for a a drilling contractor uh, trying to get that drilling work done and and then there'll be some logging that happens Um, when i say logging they run hot water or water through that and just determine how much thermal uh, connectivity is within these uh, yeah. bores. And that's how they determine the, um, the efficiency of the geothermal in the future. So that will take about a 24 hour period. But you have to w- let the whole rest for um, one week. So um, for the most part, we'll have these areas kind of blocked off for a week. And, uh, and how soon and then can come we see this that again, What's that?
6: How soon could we see this activity?
7: Um, <laughs> we actually, you know, once we get that um, They'll do quite a bit of work. It'll be um, next year before we ha- kind of have really full results of that. Uh,
6: but we could see something that looks like drill rigs out at Fort Park in the next couple of weeks.
7: Yeah, Yeah, the, the actual drilling part. But the actual report will be a while.
6: We just want to acknowledge you if you see something that looks like a drilling rig i just wanted to give you the context of what you were looking at. we're not we're not we're not fracking the betty
8: Ford gardens not
7: fracking. right uh, and we may uh, we're also looking at potentially he, one over he by gets Alps. the
4: mineral right so
7: there may be one in Dobson too if it fits within their schedule great
6: that's all i have thank you
0: that's it yes uh all right up next we have our action items action item 5.1 is resolution number 43 Series of uh, two thousand twenty-three. One extra zero. Uh, resolution of the Vale Town Council adopting the twenty twenty-three Gerald R. Ford <clears throat> Park Master Plan, uh, and we have Todd Oppenheimer.
8: Hi, thank you. Um, so this evening, um, like um, Travis just mentioned, we're here to uh, with a request to the council to approve f- approve with modifications or deny the. Resolution 43, Series of 2023, adopting the 2023 Ford Park Master Plan. Um, Town staff and the town's planning consultant, WRT, have been working on uh, this update to the master plan for the last 17 months. Um, And I'd like to thank um, Andy, um, who's here tonight, and Hannah with uh, WRT for their um, excellent consultation on this plan. Um, I'd also like to thank uh, Greg Berry and Jonathan Spence um, for, for their insight uh, putting this plan together. And finally, I would like to thank all of the Ford Park stakeholders for their participation um, in the process and their continued participation uh, moving forward uh, with the, the management of the park. Um, an update on the content of the master plan was provided to the council on November 17th uh, The council provided no direction for modifications to the document uh, prior to that on October 9th the PEC Unanimously and without conditions approved a recommendation to the town council for the uh, update to the Ford Park master plan um, in a moment, I'm going to turn it over to Andy Dawson Um to make a brief presentation on the on the master plan for the benefit of the public, um, uh, but I want to make a two make a quick comment regarding two things um, that make this master plan unique. Um, <clears throat> First, uh, this master plan acknowledges the complexity of Ford Park, and through the formation of the oversight committee, uh, utilizes that complexity. Uh, and the varying focus of the different stakeholders to uh, unify the overall management of the park. Um, I believe that's an important takeaway of this um, of this process and this document. Uh, secondly, this master plan acknowledges several shortcomings of Ford Park, uh, many of which are interconnected. Uh, <clears throat> but rather than lay out a long list of, s- of specific Capital items or actions for the park the plan the master plan suggests a series of studies which can be taken on individually or collectively um, <clears throat> To arrive at meaningful and long-lasting solutions um, and the oversight committee um, again will play an important role in in these studies um, going forward so with that I'm going to turn it over to Andy for a, a few quick slides and I um, then we'll get on with any comments. Thank you.
9: Thanks, Todd. <clears throat> Hi, Andy Dawson, landscape architect, project manager for the Ford Park Master Plan Update. And uh, yeah, the last year and a half um, has been really insightful and rewarding for our team. I want to thank Todd and Greg and Jonathan and all the stakeholders, of course, uh, for their insights and input. Um, what I do have today is really just a recap uh, pretty high-level summary of what you've already seen um, and maybe what we might expect to come out of this plan going forward <coughs> Just to step back for a second, um, you know, why did we undertake this plan? Um, really it, It's following on a series of master plans for Ford Park that have happened now for about every 10 years or so since the park's inception in, uh, in the 70s the last plan was done in 2013 A number of the initiatives, in fact, most of the initiatives in that plan have since been completed, and it was time to reassess the park, uh, and in particular reassess the management and maintenance of the park, as we found out through our process. We also wanted to engage the community, the stakeholders, uh, the town staff, uh, town leadership really understand what their goals and aspirations are in this next 10-year window. We understood there were a lot of um, either existing or proposed changes to the park that were on the table that um, could use evaluation through this master plan process. We want to confirm the immediate action steps and recommendations and prioritize what are those studies that should follow on um, through this master plan, including clarifying expectations for future use development and management of the park and how we might define some effective tools uh, for the park to continue to operate effectively and efficiently. Continuing a theme from every other master plan that's been done, we want to protect the park from overuse and overdevelopment. And uh, as an aside for this master plan, we understood there were other concurrent uh, planning efforts underway for the town, and we wanted to make sure we were tied in with those and weren't um, offering any contradictory information. The Ford Park mission statement is something that um, really was identified as a need early on through our engagement with the stakeholders and the community. Um, what I want to emphasize with this slide is just that, uh, as Todd mentioned, a key component of this master plan was to create a unifying vision for the park and to break down some of those silos between the various entities and operating partners and really provide um, kind of a, a driving, unifying statement to, be, uh, to carry the park forward into the next 10 years. We had a series of goals um, that, to be honest, were more or less in place through previous master plans. Uh, they were edited, they were simplified, um, but they still ring true, uh, again, um, making sure new uses and buildings don't adversely affect the character of the park, <coughs> strengthen the relationships between the venues and the users and the uses within the park, um, keep it safe, keep it enjoyable, accessible. Um, help people find their way around the park and get to and from the park and the village. lastly, protect the Gore Creek corridor as a critical asset to Ford Park and Vale. In further detail in the master plan are a series of guiding operational principles. Um, As Todd mentioned, letter A is establishment of the Ford Park Oversight Committee and its duties. Other principles touch on how to... um, deal with future proposed changes in the park, the ongoing programming needs of the park, the stakeholders, the environment, the maintenance and landscape management, I would say, critically. And lastly, circulation, vehicles, and parking, also uh, super important, as we found out through our process. As Todd uh, Todd mentioned, the plan recommends a series of follow-on studies to be considered uh, in the next 10-year time frame including addressing ADA compliance issues, uh, vehicular access, parking and transit, um, a a potential north entry to the amphitheater, management uh, or restoration of the Gore Creek Corridor, signage and wayfinding to help uh, visitors find their way around the park. As well as some studies related to facilities and programs, including um, understanding the implications of the um, upcoming amphitheater renovations, uh, revisiting, re engaging, kind of re energizing the um, design process for the Nail- Vale Nature Center, a reorganization or enhancement, um, including safety upgrades in the playgrounds and the commons area of the park, improving the maintenance capabilities and maintenance you know, function of the Betty Ford Alpine Gardens and the Vale Recreation District studying uh, potentials to improve guest services in the park through perhaps a visitor services hub or welcome center um, and lastly coordinating with eagle river water and sanitation district understanding that they have a, a well that is likely to be developed um, in the next few years and understanding how to cite that appropriately within the park but maybe most importantly are, are the priority operational actions which um, number one is about establishing this Ford Park Oversight Committee so that they can quickly move forward uh, collaborating among the stakeholder organizations and reorganizing the maintenance responsibilities within the park and right into um, what we identified as a priority follow-on study, which would be the ADA compliance and traffic reduction <coughs> study. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks. Anyone have any questions or comments?
10: I think I commented last time that, that to uh, just now get the oversight committee is great. I'd, I've got to hand it to all the organizations for get on, getting along so well without that structure, but this ought to be really helpful. Um, and that traffic reduction study, uh, you know if you talk to Mike Cortez, some of those folks, uh, it's really important.
0: Just want to say thanks. I know a lot of a lot of hard work's gone into this, and it's a obviously a wonderful community asset. And, and you know, I just just coordinating, <laughs> I'm sure is going to be a big step forward. And then beyond that, everything else will, will be will be wonderful as well. So thank you all.
5: Yeah, but this feels like a realistic first step. to everything we're facing right now. Thank you.
3: All right. Move to approve Resolution number 43, Series of 2023, as presented. Second.
0: second. All right, we have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 I'm also in favor. Motion carries 6-0. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. Guys. Thank you.
2: Good luck. Thank you.
3: Good luck. Spoken like someone have who's fun.
5: checking the re- election results as we speak. <laughs> good
3: luck. <laughs> uh,
0: up next That's is. That's
2: not what I meant. Good
3: luck.
0: Mason meant. Good
2: luck.
0: We have item five. You can sort that out with them later. Uh, <laughs> item 5.2, uh, which is resolution number 44 series of 2023, a resolution the Vail Town Council approving the update to the Vail land use plan associated with the rezoning of a portion of lot one Timber Ridge subdivision. And Mr. Greg Roy.
11: Yes, thank you. So this one and the next uh, item on your agenda are two interrelated applications. So looking at the Timber Ridge property, um, couple of the applications associated with the Timber Ridge development. What we're looking at for this one, or here you can see the vicinity map and that shaded area is the right of way that is currently um, being purchased by the town from C Dot, and that is the subject of the applications we're looking at today, as far as the resolution and the next ordinance. Um, the first one for the resolution is to amend the land use plan or the land use map for this area. Um, so, as part of practice, we do not put land use or zoning over areas of right of way. So, if we're incorporating this portion of the right of way into lot one, we need to put the underlying land use and zoning on there as well. Um, so, this application is. To put or designate high-density residential land use for that portion of right-of-way that is being incorporated, lot one, which is what the remainder of lot one currently stands. Um, some of the review criteria that the PEC considered, and they did recommend a approval of this with a seven-to-zero vote. I can roll right through on the zoning if you want um, for this one, just so we can be efficient with time. Um, so associated on their next application is to rezone the property as well, looking at housing, which is the remainder of lot one. Uh, very similarly, just to um, have the, the total of lot one once that portion of the is incorporated be under the same zone district. And that's Is it. the
0: post office zoned housing? Not the yeah. post office is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> zoned, I believe,
11: medium density or high density residential.
0: So that's a zoning violation. We should talk to them.
11: You, get right <laughs> <on>. <laughs> you have an in with the federal government you let us know could you reach can we send a letter
5: <laughs>
10: <laughs> <laughs>
11: so that's all I have for you on on this one and the next
4: so the planning for this property was already well underway before we I mean Wes we were kind of a, a, a achieving ownership
11: yes so, so okay
4: so there's no surprises as far as what's coming down the pipe
11: no. So we are underway with CDOT as far as the purchasing of that property. I believe uh, it should be done by the end of the year, I believe I was told. Um, so in the ordinance for the rezoning and the resolution follows that, it will not take effect until January 1st of 2024. If we need additional time in order to record the plaque to incorporate this <coughs> part of lot one, we'll be back before you to uh, extend that period as far as the effective date of these two items. Terrific.
3: mr mayor i would move we approve resolution number 44 series of 2023 as presented and with the findings on page two and three of the staff memorandum dated november 7 Second.
0: second all right we've got a motion in a second all in favor we need- oh,
3: sorry.
0: Oh. do we have any public comment steph do you want to go back to the master? Okay. All right, we've got a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 I am also in favor. Motion carries 6-0. Okay. Um,
2: I want to thank George for getting that through. That was.
0: Well, we got to do the next one. I know,
2: but I'm saying, at least still, I can't believe you did it. Yeah. Very impressed.
0: And planning team.
2: And the planning yeah. team, yes.
0: Uh, up next, item number 5.3, which is Ordinance Number 2022, Series of 2023. First reading and an ordinance to designate the, zone, the zoning of the proposed addition of Lot 1, Timber Ridge Subdivision, from undesignated to Housing H District. Mr. Roy already gave us everything we need to know. Do we have any public comment? None. Great. I'll look for a motion then.
4: Move to approve ordinance number 22, series of 2023, first reading, and an ordinance to designate a zoning of proposed addition to lot one, timberage subdivision from undesignated to housing H district.
5: And Jonathan, uh, would that be based on the criteria and findings in the staff memorandum of today's date? Yes,
4: it would.
0: <laughs> second. All right, we have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. I am also in favor. Motion carries 6 0. Thank you, Mr. Roy thank you, thank you. First, well, he's back again all right uh, now you're back I am back item 5.4 take it away yes <laughs> so
11: we were looking at some changes to the housing zone district with this one we were updated you I believe last month on what was being proposed from the Planning Commission so we were back with an ordinance reflecting those changes Um, To kind of summarize exactly why this came through, was looking at, you know, achieving a streamlined approach to housing zone district to kind of incorporate or improve upon some private investment into that zone district. Um, Let me see. Looking at this, you know, we did have some good comments at the, the Planning Environmental Commission. We were looking at kind of moving some of the uses around, but the big portion of the application was really, Taking some of those items that were um, set standards by the Planning Environmental Commission through a development plan and actually providing set standards in the zone district itself. Um, So a lot of these were based off of some of the previous applications that had come through as well as just taking things like the site coverage was set at 75 or 55 and at the PEC's discretion if they did a certain amount of underground parking or enclosed parking could go up to 75% site coverage and really just laying those out as standards in the zone district itself. Um, through this discussion, we did come up with, you know, well, maybe housing isn't appropriate for all areas, especially we're talking about in some low density residential areas. So we came up with the housing two zone district, which is a mirror of the housing zone district as being proposed, but with a lower height maximum so that it could be incorporated more of a Chamonix townhomes kind of product compared to residents at may product. Um, parking was set, so previously we've seen a lot of applications come in around one parking space. Uh, we moved up to 1.05 with the thought of one space per unit with some additional guest parking in there. Um, you know, those were kind of the, the big changes, and as I said, nothing has changed since we came to you last time, but happy to answer questions on this first reading. Um, we did incorporate the other PEC application, which... Um, Extended or or increase the height of allowable retaining walls in the housing zone districts currently. There's no differentiation six foot max height And then you have to bench it back four feet before you go up to another six Um, That recommendation from the Planning Commission was to go up to 15 feet in height um, Without a variance so they give you 15 feet bench and then another 15 feet This is really looking at trying to you know when we're looking at the housing zone district areas a lot of those are in steep spots and so when you have a very steep slope, you end up chasing grade with the six foot wall, six foot wall before you finally get to it, which increases site disturbance. So the hope with increasing the height up to 15 feet is that you can capture that uh, catch slope pretty or faster with less disturbance of the site overall.
0: And it'll be hidden behind the building anyway.
11: Hopefully. OK. Is there anything I can answer on the proposed regulations?
4: I have a comment, but I might reserve it till after public comment.
0: Okay. Anybody else have any questions or comments for Mr. Roy? All right. Thank you. Do we have any public comments? (coughs) Come on up, Brian. Brian
7: Sipes, Eastvale. Um, my only comment is on the minimum lot size. Ten thousand square feet is not a very big lot for um, some of these variances that are now being codified that are larger in scale. And I think that that uh, we ought to reserve some of these sort of bigger increases in density for larger lots. Thank you.
0: Jeff, no one on Zoom? All right, so.
2: So, yeah.
0: Do you want to hear? Um, go for it.
2: So I have I'm, a question, yeah. Go, go ahead, ahead do you want to go ahead? No, go, go ahead.
4: Talk I'm it. not here yet, um, and I'll tell you why. Um, I sent around an article to the council, and I probably should have sent it to you guys as well, you know, just as a reference. And um, what I'm worried about that we're getting into is a one-size-fits-all kind of solution for this thing. And I don't mind providing carrots for people to, to, um, to build housing here, and I understand wanting to streamline the process, but I think what we're doing here is providing one-size-fits-all one solution to uh, the problem, and what will end up happening is a bunch of flat-fronted, uninteresting buildings that nobody wants to look at, let, let alone live in. Um, what we've always been good at in Vail is recognizing the fact that building doesn't occur in a vacuum. It has to co- coordinate with its neighbors, it has to coordinate with the environment, and that relationship is also important socially. And, you know, f- this Lewis Sullivan said, form follows function, and you've got graduated fronts and roof lines, not just so that it looks nice, but so that sunlight can penetrate it. And so I don't think you can say, oh, we're just going to do this, and and then here's your thing. But it's not going to look like anything that belongs here. I mean, we spent $650,000 to make residents at Manvale look look better, and I think we did a good job at that. But um, I think, as I said, we're getting into this one-size-fits-all thing, so I'm a solid no at this point.
2: I just am a little concerned about 15, because that's massive, a 15 foot retaining wall, like versus versus a six foot retaining wall. Like, that's a big jump, you know, from, it's not even, it's, you know, I don't know. It just seems like it's just too big, too much. That's my only concern.
10: I think when you're looking at the height of the retaining walls, you're you're also recognizing that those are the pieces of ground that we have to work with. Um, And without it, you know, the six feet worked before, but we didn't need to go where we're going now. And and the fact that we're going where we're going is because we we simply can't go, can't sit still and, and not add more housing. So I understand what the concern is, but but I don't see any way around it But I have
4: never seen this town turn down a variance that made sense and especially for housing I mean, I just you know, I don't see it if we need a variance to say it's gonna be 15 feet fine. We need that variance and I bet we can pass that
10: Yeah, I just I think part of the issue is to try to remove potential Issues Mm -hmm. for somebody when they're when uh, a would-be developer um, so that they, they know what they've got to work with. And uh, I guess you could count on them getting a variance, but, but that's a lot of design and expense before they get it.
4: Could, but we could give them some nice carrots at the end of that process once we get something the community wants.
0: I mean, I, I, if they step up. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. challenge is have they're, a, you know, they have no there assurance because. and they're going to spend a lot of money before, before they're going to get there. I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from for sure. Um, you know, I think one thing about this is. You know people will have to come in and apply to get this zone district right like it's not all of a sudden just an automatic Mm -hmm. come on up
11: yeah and we did include in that language when we were changing the wall height that the drb can at their discretion require more benching and landscaping in between so there is that kind of design aspect where sure you can do 15 feet but you know if that's behind the building great and if it's in the front kind of more by the drive the drb can require them to bench it still so they always have the power to kind of add uh design elements like that and we just explicitly put it in the language for here
2: okay hey
3: greg the pec vote that day was five to nothing for pec 230025
11: correct that is the retaining wall one
3: that's the retaining wall and then three to two for PEC 023
11: yes that was the one for the changes to the housing zone district including the housing two zone district so we had two different applications as we were looking at different areas of code um, there were different commissioners that felt differently about those um those two items
0: thank you mm-hmm. and their primary pushback um or concern i guess maybe not pushback
11: yeah so in the minutes i just kind of like re- re-looked at them again to kind of make sure i was saying them correctly um some of them wanted some more planning commission you know review of these applications as far as removing the planning commission from the process they felt that there that added a lot of value to projects um, I believe in one commissioner's standpoint, the you know, height was too much. The site coverage should still be at DRPEC discretion. Um, setback should be, right now, they're 20 feet from all, from the perimeter of the zone district. They went from 20 in the front to 15 on the sides. So just in general that the, we were permitting um, you know, too tall of buildings. Um, the landscaping went down a little bit. They weren't in favor of that as well. Um, and I believe page 16 out of 18 of those um, PEC
0: minutes kind of went over their concerns. And is it PEC or DRB who's responsible for <clears throat> like fenestration and and set you know building? Um, hmm. using the ro- or articulation, right, articulation right, injections. Right. Yep.
11: So in the housing zone district right now, the PEC sets kind of the bulk mass scale site planning portions of it. And the DRB can, you know, has that in their charge as well. And this is the one plate where there's a little bit of overlap in it because DRB can also do site planning for regular applications Mm -hmm. that go straight to them. Um, So they can add some more fenestrations, articulations in the building, but generally site planning as far as where the building is and the size of it is set when it gets to DRB.
0: Right, from the site plan, but then kind of the articulation and penetrations, that piece kind of... The DRB can certainly... Jonathan's concerned, there's still a review body mm-hmm. that can make comments about more windows, more architectural projections, things like mm-hmm.
11: that. And when
4: I just don't think we've ever done anything in this town that was any good without a proper conversation about it. And, I mean, residents of Mainville took two councils and mm-hmm. two PECs, and we ended up with something that looks good, and where 150 people are happy to be living. And I think that's that's the that's that's the key that I'm missing in this particular legislation. Mm-hmm. The, the, the issue there is,
10: I mean, it's it's also the town's building as opposed oh, sure. to yeah
4: someone else, and we're trying to encourage other developers. So yeah. that's that's but where the rub is. People used to come here and see how we zoned things and how we did things, and you know, I mean, we're throwing all of that out.
6: Mr. Mayor, to, if I could, maybe one additional question, just since that came up. Mm-hmm. Again, it's certainly not a sure thing that a variance is granted for any sort of application, and there's some pretty, very specific standards for a variance. Maybe could you just remind the Council of a couple of those criteria?
11: Yeah, so we typically look for a hardship that's not typical on a site in that zone district is one of the big ones for a variance. Um, so. When we were thinking about the housing zone district and retaining walls in there, as you mentioned, you know it's rare that we turn down one for a, for a development that makes sense, which is one of the reasons we were really looking at kind of increasing the height because it's been something that's been done in the past few applications that's come through. So it really was one that we're seeing predominantly in this housing zone districts. So why don't we just increase the height rather than making them do that extra step that is likely to get approved as well. But certainly something that's unique, some difficulty of the site, um, is, is one of the big, you know, summing up the criteria for our variants.
0: I mean, I, I'm comfortable with it. I know it's a big change, but, you know, I think the, the, the reality will be if we start seeing people all of a sudden apply to rezone their home, right, and then and go through this process, because right now, I mean, this is just paper. Mm-hmm. Right, it doesn't. No one's given this right. I mean, they, they have to go through a process, apply, and go through everything. So it's not just like all of a sudden someone can submit a building permit tomorrow with this. Um, yep, any- and I think that, the, the, you know, kind of what Pete was saying, the true challenge is like, you know, yes, we got residences in Mainville <clears throat> to where it is. But that was because we all were committed to that. And we were taking on that risk. We knew all that. But when, when it's someone else's money and they're coming to the table, you know, I think that they want to know, OK, well, this is the box I'm playing in at a minimum, instead of saying, well, maybe it's going to be that big. You know, I, and, and I, I agree. Like, I, we want to retain the character. And that's why I think it's very critical that the DRB is involved and they can have. Um, or they do have that review and and discretion. So, uh, I mean, because of that, I'm, I'm comfortable moving forward with this as it's been presented.
5: Mayor Pro Tem. I move the Town Council approve on First Reading Ordinance 23 Series of 2023 an, or- an ordinance amending Title 12, Chapter 6 of the Vail Town Code to amend the, cur- amend the current housing district regulations and to establish a new housing district and amending Sections 14-6-7 and 14-10-9 of the Vail Town Code to increase the maximum height of retaining walls in the housing
0: districts. Second. We have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Those opposed? Aye. 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 Motion fails on three to three. Three to three. All
3: right. Kim will be back.
0: We will have further discussions, Greg. Up next is item 5.5. And we have Alex Jakubiak to come talk to us about our budget.
1: Thank you, Travis. Um, I'm presenting ordinance ordinance number twenty-four, series of twenty twenty-three, an ordinance to pass the twenty twenty-four operating budget for the town. This ordinance proposes to appropriate one hundred thirty-five million. $635,323 in net expenditures across all funds. Um, Since the budget preview on October 17th, there have been a few minor changes to the budget as outlined in the memo. I'm going to talk about these and some of the outstanding questions and also go over the budget overall on a high level for the public's benefit here today. Um, If you have any questions along the way or need further clarification, please don't hesitate to ask. Uh, This slide shows a breakdown of the town's projected $100.4 million in revenues for 2024. Um, This is up 3.2% from 2023 amended budget and 3.3% from 2022 actuals um, when we exclude large one-time grants and other transfers from the total. Um, this gives another view of the major sources of revenue for the town um, and where, how they compare to the prior year, or 2023. Um, since the budget preview, we did update real estate transfer tax from $6.2 million to an estimated $7 million for 2024. Uh, this is based on current collections that have increased um, over the summer and improved as from when we first did our projections here. Uh, this is also flat with five-year average collections for years prior to 2020. Um, next, I'm going to talk about expenditures and those changes I mentioned before. Um, this gives a breakdown of the net expenditures totaling $135.7 million, um, across capital spending, the timber ridge redevelopment, debt service, and municipal services. Um, Since that last meeting, we've included a few changes here, Um, $214,000 in planning projects uh, was added to the general fund for the destination stewardship program. These funds are appropriated in 2023 and are are anticipated as savings this year. Uh, We would be moving them forward to 2024 to be used then. Um, these funds were supported with a tr- by a transfer from the Vale Local Marketing District of two hundred thousand in twenty twenty three. Um, additionally, as noted in the memo, this budget does not include uh, con- council contribution for the requested one million dollars to support uh, the Vale Valley Foundation's capital projects at the Gerald R Ford Amphitheater, um, and we'll talk more in depth about that later on in this presentation as well. Um, the Capital Projects Fund also reflects an adjustment to the reimbursement from the Vale Reinvestment Authority. This has been right-sized to $200,000 for 2024, uh, based on the removal of uh, planned expenditures for Lionshead snowmelt repairs. That project's not expected to exceed its current year budget of $1.5 million, so we do not need additional funding in 2024, which is good news. Um, As I mentioned before, we did increase real estate transfer tax expected revenue Um, and then also within the real estate transfer tax fund, I've provided additional analysis that was requested uh, regarding a payback of approximately $5.6 million from the real estate transfer tax fund to the general fund for funds that were contributed to support the acquisition of Booth Heights. Um, And again, we'll have an opportunity to look at that and go in depth later on in the presentation. But before I move on, are there any questions on these changes? All right. Um, These slides now show a high-level overview of the town's general operating and capital funds uh, for the year. Um, These include interfund transfers um, that are shown as revenue in the receiving fund and expenditures in the contributing fund. Significantly, the general fund is supporting the Timber Ridge redevelopment with a contribution of $28 million, and the housing fund is also supporting the same at $9 million in the year. At the end of 2024, the general fund is projected to have an ending fund balance of $24 million or 39% of annual revenues. This slide then shows a similar review of the town's enterprise fund. Again, here we can see um, the revenue for the Timber Ridge Fund and expenditure there for the redevelopment project. Um, Also significant here, the residence at Mainvale fund reflects its first full year of operating revenue and expenditures. And lastly, uh, this slide shows a breakdown of the town's Internal Services Fund and also a summary of all funds um, and the net ending fund balance of $65.2 million across funds at the end of 2024.
0: What happened to the 81.7 that's in my PowerPoint?
1: Uh, That is from last year's uh, PowerPoint. This is the updated version that we have on our screen here. I apologize for that. There was a last-minute shift.
5: Yeah, can I have that
1: one? That would be nice, yeah. Uh, Next, I'm going to talk briefly about our personnel expenditures. Um, This has not changed again since the last review. Um, Our total uh, compensation and benefits expenditures are projected or proposed at $45.4 million for the year. Um, this includes a 5.9% wage increase and in merit in the form of a merit increase in organization wide rate adjustments uh, for existing salaries, as well as a $750,000 placeholder for additional compensation adjustments. Um, These expenditures support the maintenance of the town's compensation philosophy, targeting premium pay. Additionally, uh, staff is recommending three and a half new full-time employee equivalents for the year. Um, Briefly, these are a deputy chief um, of community risk reduction within the fire department, (coughs) an evidence tech in the police department, the upgrade of a parking specialist from a seasonal employee to a year-round parking enforcement specialist as well as a digital content coordinator within the economic development uh, department which is offset by contributions and savings in the Vale Local Marketing District. Um, We've also place held funds here of $112,000 to support internal housing needs for the Town of Vale. we're not recommending at this time the adoption of a new FTE, but we would come back at a future date with the proposed use of those funds or new FTE.
8: Um.
2: So if that one whole FTE is being offset by the VLMD, then really it's 2.5 new employees.
1: We would, it would increase our FTE count, but the I cost, understand. It's cost right. neutral. Right.
2: It financially, it's neutral, is what I'm saying, right? Yes. So, yes.
1: Yeah. Expenditure-wise, yes, it's yeah.
2: two point five. No, it is a real person.
1: Next, I'm going to talk a little crazy. bit about um, contributions and events expenditures. Um, this slide gives us our breakdown for the year of events contributions um, spending. Events are proposed uh, up slightly at $3.1 million. Um, council contributions at $487,000, again, as mentioned, do not include anything for the Vale Valley Foundation at this time. Um, but on this slide, we have further details and are requesting your input on this matter. Um, the contribution for 2024 for the Vale Valley Foundation is the first of an intended $5 million uh, contribution request over five years. This would be 25% of their total capital improvements plan cost. Uh, The request received for 2024 specifically was received as a reimbursement towards an already completed roof and solar project, which totaled $1.5 million. Uh, Due to the size of this request, we are deferring the decision to the Council's recommendation. And I would ask for your input at this time if you'd like us to include this.
0: I would propose we defer this to a future conversation sometime in the spring. And it'd be helpful to kind of see where we come through in the winter, where RET funding is coming <coughs> through. I just, it's a huge ask, and I'm just not prepared to move forward with it right now.
5: I would agree with that. I mean, if there's a way that we can table this until the spring, I'd like to see how this winter shakes out and the reconciliation of RET shakes out.
2: And we're proposing that RET lands at seven million, correct? That's what we're budgeting for next year. Yes. So, could like is it feasible? Like, could you say, oh, if RET gets to eight point two million, that
6: that, that That'll move back to another
2: issue you're going to talk about
3: it in a minute. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and with this amphitheater um, work coming up, I think the local marketing district could uh, contribute quite a bit of money to this as well because the amphitheater is our biggest marketing tool in the summertime. And I can't see any reason why we couldn't hit some of their reserves. To help with this project. Yep,
0: that's a good. Thing. So North direction, spring.
1: Consensus is to revisit um, maybe after the first quarter, see where we land with revenues uh, in the spring on this request. So Sounds good. Sound yes. good. Thank you. Uh, next, I'll talk about the capital expenditures plan. Uh, Capital expenditures for 2024 total $63.2 million, including uh, the funds described for the Timber Ridge redevelopment. Um, Other significant projects are listed here as well within that. Um, And then our next question um, that is still outstanding is the potential payback of funds to the general fund for the Booth Heights acquisition. Um, It was requested to provide a deeper analysis um, as is shown on this slide. Um, This shows a number of payback options ranging from no payback in blue to a 10-year payback in pink, which would be the most accelerated option on the slide. Um, If no payback were made, the RET fund would have an estimated fund balance of $4.1 million at the end of 2028, which we can see on this chart um, all the way to the right. Um, <clears throat> an estimated fund balance is then also shown for each of the payback options ranging from 10 to 30 years at a fixed rate. Um, we'd also discussed at the last meeting a potential payback that was variable based on rep collections over a certain threshold. Um, these aren't charted because we don't know what they would be, so it's um, sort of a, m- a mystery, if you will, um, going from there. Uh, also not shown here, it is possible that the RET fund could pay back the full amount in the current year, given the current um, estimated ending fund balance of $8.4 million. However, we, staff does not recommend this option because it would put us at a projected negative balance by 2028 if we went that route. Um, This is also why we did not recommend the payment of the additional funds um, during the October 3rd and October 17th meetings, too. Um, Are there any questions about these payback options or the chart?
4: What's the staff's kind of recommendation on this as far as not interfering with operations and what what sort of payback do you guys suggest?
1: Thank you. our suggested payback options are highlighted in green. Um, we recommend either no payback or the longest term presented here, a 30-year payback. Um, significantly, there are a number, large number of unfunded projects on our unfunded list. Um, and at the current projected um, RET revenue, we're just covering basic operations and basic capital maintenance within the RET fund. Um, therefore, we would not recommend higher payback amounts um, at this time. Um, additionally, it doesn't leave much access for future projects that may come up. Results of the Ford Park <coughs> Master Plan, pursuing those options, may be difficult to fund from the real estate transfer tax. So, it
6: looks, again, just understanding some of the interests and questions Council asked, if there was a more aggressive uh, payment back to that 5.5, um, is the predominant impact, you know, future projects that are on? The wish list, or is it a risk that we will be, be able to pay for operations?
1: There, I think we are. We would probably look towards unfunding some significant projects that are already in the five-year plan before we went to reducing operations. But that could certainly be part of the conversation. Um, within the five-year plan, we have significant costs for playground safety improvements, which I don't think anyone wants to look at removing. Yeah, <laughs> um, no. but. Um, we may we may have to right-size other projects as well within that plan if we were to do a more aggressive payback.
0: Um, I mean, I think people know how I feel about this one. I, I believe that this is a trade-off conversation. And a decision was made to make one acquisition, and I think that there are trade-offs that are a part of that and uh, I don't think I can't support either 30 years or no payback. I think that I would be most comfortable with uh, setting a RET budget and then anything above that budget for each year goes to pay back whatever's left. Uh, I especially feel strongly about that as long as RET is planning on holding a two million dollar fund balance you know. I just, if if there's zero fund balance because we take that two million bucks, that will change my conversation about how we move forward with this. But as long as there's that giant hedge of two million bucks sitting there, I don't, I can't support what's being presented.
5: In theory, I agree with you, Charles. So we'll, but what I'm struggling with is the function of what those two budgets do. And if, if, while I would like to see Rhett pay that back at a aggressive point, I don't know if that achieves what we need. With all the things that I think are gonna be coming up in the next, I'm just thinking this out, but what everything that Rhett's gonna be asked to do in the next five years, and I think it would be a long time before we saw, ever saw, regardless, saw a Rhett budget like we had previously. Um, I'm still on the fence about it I
0: I mean I, I don't disagree I'm just saying I think this is perhaps part of an annual I mean my proposal would be we set an annual budget and then if it succeeds it mm-hmm. that money goes to pay this down a hundred percent
2: I agree with that and
0: yeah. you know in good years that'll be great and but I mean I think it's gonna force us to budget critically and, and make hard decisions and that's that's the reality of writing a twenty million dollar check, is it changes conversations.
2: But I also think that it some of these funds are, are going to we're not they're not done fundraising like there's still money I, that I'm, could come from yeah, other sources. I'm just working so I, I yes, with what we have to work with, I agree. We definitely need to pay it back, and I think it needs to be paid back based on the rep budget per year and where the funds come in. Could someone just sell a hotel in town, please? That <laughs> a would couple help us. Of them. Yeah, that would really help. Some big houses. Pete. 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 Yeah. Get, <laughs> get, on get one souls. <laughs> get to work. Um,
4: so do we feel comfortable setting it at the thirty-year rate and then agreeing that we're going to pay it off faster if we have the ability to?
2: I think maybe two. Maybe 20? I think 30 is. Yeah, I think a 20 years. I think the 20 years. I think we can't even look at the 30 or no payback. I think those options are off the table. Okay. Personally.
10: Which is different than what you're just.
0: But, I mean, I, I could get on board with that subject to. Subject to an annual. Anything year. there's more, you know, yeah. overage Absolutely. goes to pay it down faster. Up. I mean, yeah. I, I actually Average. like that because then you're building in debt service into the
2: mm-hmm.
0: annual yeah. budget and anything more than that let's pay it off as fast as we can
2: I agree pay it off as fast as you can may I ask a
12: clarifying question on the excess revenue collected so would it be every single dollar excess collected goes towards the additional payback or could it be a, a budget presentation I'm just trying to I think a
4: budget presentation no sense but I think, I think it
12: should be yeah. a budget presentation
5: yeah,
4: so something sure. might come up in the meantime the, well yeah, a lot's gonna true. come up
5: like yeah. We're looking at two master plans tonight they're going to have things come up like I, with I, the
2: underlying premise that the council directed us to pay yeah. off faster yeah. you know, i mean certainly. i guess
0: some of that i there's still two million bucks just sitting in there so that's why i kind of so struggle use with that it. For i think the that if unexpected. there's as okay. long as there's a two million dollar minimum reserve that's sitting there i don't understand why every dollar above the budget can't go to pay the debt down as fast as possible. If there's no $2 million reserve, then I think it's a whole different conversation. I'm fine holding the $2 million reserve. I understand RET is very volatile, mm-hmm. I guess. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah. it's, it's an, an unknown. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm fine with the $2 million, but I, I, I just think that as long as that's there, that should provide cushion, I mean, staffing, you know. Un- Overages on costs, okay. things like that, I think that cushions there. Okay. So that's why I propose anything over the budget amount to go to pay it down. But I'm just one.
1: Okay. So there, there
0: needs to be other people who.
4: No, I, I think I, I see where you're coming No, so uh, Well, in theory,
10: then, with your proposal. There could be a year where there's no no debt paid down. Right. We well, there
0: would always be debt. There would always be down. the fixed rate 20-year. We
10: always the have the 20-year. Year okay. 20 you're talking, so you 20-year plan. So year plan yeah. is the minimum. Okay. So as so, long as it, we're making some some payback. Right. So yeah. if there's yeah. a, if, let's say okay. there's
0: a hypothetical eight million dollar budget. Yeah. That budget would include two hundred and eighty-two thousand dollars of gotcha. debt payment. Mm-hmm. And if we collected. 8100000 I would say that extra yeah, that 100 hundred goes. also goes to pay down yes. the debt.
10: So but the difference then is subject to other collections or yeah, my yep. budget. That's where we're yeah.
6: So that additional 100,000 would be subject to, you know, a budget discussion and you could make trade-offs. That's not what I was saying. That's I understand. That's
0: that's No, you no. no, <laughs> say so sti-
4: so <laughs> everything yeah. above budget goes into paying it off.
0: Right. Yeah, right. No, I understand. Yeah. yeah. And I'm saying there's an annual budget conversation. Yep. Okay. So that you know people could propose some new program or whatever it okay. might be, and at that time that council would make a decision and then set that budget. Okay. Set
10: that budget. So uh, yeah, your hands aren't tied that way. Correct. Okay.
2: But I do think for sure, the 20-year payback is where we start, and then we go from there. Correct? Don't you agree? With yeah. That? Yes.
4: Yes. Okay. Is that what it
2: yeah, that works. Thank you very much.
4: Was that clear as <laughs> mud? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll, I think we understand it. We'll, we'll draft some language that. around
1: that for the, the next memo, for the second reading, and just yeah. confirm our understanding. Okay. okay.
5: okay. Barry, you're thinking. I, he was I quiet. I can hear it. I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I see uh, it. I'm going to keep it to myself for now because we're going to see it That doesn't again. help. It, it, <laughs> you're not helping. You I don't, you're, you're not helping, helping the process, right. Barry. No, thank you.. <laughs> 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 all
2: right.
6: we'll wait on. That <laughs> although I think we heard from five.
1: <laughs>
2: no, thank you.: No,
4: thank you. Not at the moment.
1: Okay. <clears throat> thank you. Um, our last slide of the night here then is our overall uh, fund balance projections across all funds um, with five-year projected reserves. Um, As you can see here, we're going down to pretty low levels in 2025 due to spending on Dobson Ice Arena and planned expenditures for Timber Ridge redevelopment. Um, This brings us down to about $35 million in our primary funds um, before growing each year as those funds are paid back. And then lastly, um, I think we've got direction on most of these items but are there any other questions or adjustments that the council would like to see before second reading on November 21st? Russ, was there a conversation
0: about the... Rescue vehicle? The rescue vehicle. Yeah,
6: the thought there is, or the recommendation is to include that in the appropriation, but but prior to purchase, you know, bringing back what the split is, and there is an active discussion right now occurring uh, with Eagle County, but bringing back what the split would be uh, amongst the various partners prior to any commitment to purchase the vehicle.
0: In the budget, but pending final sign off from Council in the future.
6: Right, based on the split.
0: Thank you. Jonathan, any other questions? This is your chance. Speak now. I got it. You only get one more chance. Well, no. on this no, budget, on, on this budget, <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> he might like a motion. Yeah. If oh wait, we is this a public? Yeah. yeah. Uh Steph, <laughs> Zoom. Okay. And do we have any public comment in the room? No one going? Okay. There's always the 21st in case you want to come back.
4: (laughs) Move to approve ordinance number 24, a series of 2023 first reading annual appropriation ordinance adopting a budget and financial plan and making appropriations to pay the costs, expenses, and liabilities of the town of Vale, Colorado for the fiscal year January 1st, 2024. Through December 31st,
0: 2024. A second. We have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 I am also in favor. <coughs> Excuse me, motion passes 6 0. Thanks, Alex. Thanks. Thanks, Thank Thanks, Alex. Up next, we have item 5.6 and Beth Markham.
12: Hello, everyone. How are you this evening? Hello. Um, so I am here today to remind you about a little something called the Plastic Pollution Reduction Act uh, that went um, that was passed by uh, the state legislature in July of 2021. Um, this has three different phases and. Uh, phase 1 went into effect January 1st of 2023. Um, so that essentially um, repealed our town code and increased our 10 cent um, carry out bag fee. Uh, to 25 cents um, allowing a, the retailers to keep uh, 15 cents per bag and to continue to remit 10 cents per bag and it expanded who uh, was um, required to participate in the bag fee from just our two large grocery stores to all retailers in Vale Uh, That has been going on this entire year, um, just fine. But phase two of the Plastic Pollution Reduction Act is uh, upon us here. Um, And it goes into effect uh, January 1st of 2024. As bags go, this actually bans the use of single-use plastic bags in all of those retailers. Uh, Retailers are still able to distribute uh, carry out bags that are paper they do have to be made of a hundred percent recycled content um, all of this has already been um, added to the town code uh, last year when we passed um, ordinance number 23 series of 2022 um, but the second part of uh, phase two of the act um, adds a little something, and it actually bans the use of expanded polystyrene, uh, commonly known as styrofoam, uh, for carry out to go containers um, and cups at all food retailers. This also includes so all restaurants, grocery stores, convenience stores, and then uh, cafeterias of schools, um, businesses, and prisons. Um, So. Ordinance Number 25, Series of 2023, which is ahead in front of you now, um, include uh, it amends Chapter Title Five, Chapter 13 of the Vail Town Code, to include the prohibition of expanded polystyrene to-go containers and cups uh, for ready-to-eat food in uh, food retailers, um, as that pertains to um, the Plastic Pollution Reduction Act. So, does anyone have any questions about that?
2: Is great. Who All set right. the fines?
12: Uh, the state set the fines. Um, it is up to the local municipality to enforce. Um, we <coughs> do have the ability to, to change those if we would like. Um, staff recommends uh, just implementing the polystyrene ban as the state recommends, but open to discussion.
5: You'll probably keep us. <coughs> up to date if there's any repeat offenders
12: yes and i will say um, for both the polystyrene um, any uh, food re- retailers that have back stock of to-go containers that are made of styrofoam uh, they are actually able to use those until those stocks are depleted um, without a, a time frame necessarily so as long as those items were purchased before january 1st of 2024 but we'll keep you posted
0: so this is exactly in line with the state (laughs)
12: exactly in line with the state and we are just adopting it into our town code so that we're
0: able to enforce it and i trust this has been well communicated with our restaurant
12: We are in the process of communicating with um, this morning, including this morning at the Vale Chamber Business Association kickoff. um, But we've also been sending out communications um, and have uh, information available on ValeGov.com. Kick the bag habit for all things plastic bag and paper bag related and ValeGov.com. Forget the foam for all things styrofoam
0: related. Oh, my gosh. I love your enthusiasm. In this
10: case, the consumer's not picking up a bill for correct so so that will go easier than last january
12: exactly and then the other piece of the polystyrene we did work with eco cycle to develop a guide to sustainable serviceware um, that provides details and information to all of the food retailers on what alternatives are out there what the price points of those alternatives are and um, you know what's best to use from a sustainability perspective but um, at this time, we're not uh, recommending any requirements in that regard.
5: A motion to approve ordinance number 25, series of 2023 first reading, an ordinance banning expanded polystyrene to go containers and cups per the state's uh, HB 211162, the Plastic Pollution Reduction Act.
3: Second.
5: All
10: right,
3: we have a motion. Hey Beth, does this include like uh, silverware cutlery um
12: so i don't know if there is currently any styrofoam cutlery but um it, so it I'm does thinking not plastic uh, not yet no um i will say phase three of the plastic pollution reduction act removes the current preemption for local municipalities to um, regulate single-use plastics um, or plastics at all. And so uh, that goes into effect July 1st of 2024. So we can um, have that conversation anytime.
3: Not with me.
0: (laughs) I guess we should ask for public comment. Is there any any public comment on this matter? Ryan, no? Anyone on Zoom?
2: So that does this mean, you know, when you, in the grocery stores, those plastic styrofoam, like, coolers that you can buy, like, do, do those, are those going to go away too? So
12: it does not pertain to anything that the grocery store necessarily is selling that's prepackaged um, that they have on their shelves. This is strictly for food that's prepared to go. So they still yeah. have those
2: little, like, yep. the styrofoam. Like the carryout
12: clamshells yeah. or The weekenders that end up in the creek
2: yes yeah i was hoping that those were going to be gone statewide
12: well uh, we we can always make um regulation more restrictive if that is of interest
0: all right we have a motion and a second all in favor aye Aye. Aye. i am also in favor motion carries six zero Um,
3: that's a
2: five
0: one but it's all good any opposed all right. Motion carries five to one. Government
3: outreach. Well, we kind of have
2: no choice, right? Like we have to do this. Sorry, Kevin. Correct. Sorry. As it's written, we have stop to do. Kevin. It. I know.
0: <laughs> so. I know.
12: Thank you. For making it clear.
10: Thanks, Beth. Thanks, Beth.
0: All righty. Moving on. On to our public hearings, nope. number six point one. Mr. Liffick. welcome to the party.
2: so
13: uh, Good evening, Town Council. So this is the second reading of the penalty assessment ordinance that uh, the PD was requ- uh, requesting. So we're looking for feedback, specifically, to make sure that either, one, you were good with it the way that it was worded, or if you would like any changes uh, to that penalty assessment ordinance that
0: you want, though. Uh I did have a question, actually, when I was in conversations with the judge. The bear one, the, there, it, was about, it was about the dumpster, is that? That's the $100 fine, it's not the $1,000 Yeah,
13: fine. so the, the thought in putting everything into that bear part is so that we can have that discretion. Because okay. if we limit anything in that, in that verbiage, that language of the ordinance, then it will limit our ability to do anything with it.
0: Uh, and then what else did I have? Uh, um, how often are we writing tickets for like uh, littering and excreting waste materials? And what is it excreting depositing waste,
13: waste? materials? materials?
0: Now this one says excreting waste when, materials. Excreting
13: um catch it, that specific one. Um, I mean, are you know, these very depositing waste material is
11: a, a pretty frequent charge.
0: And what is depositing a waste
13: material? Um, Urinating in public, okay. dumping in um, other types of waste, that something that doesn't go with our Got it. Uh, environment.
0: What was the other one? Oh, it was littering. Just, I, I don't know. Is 100 bucks enough to, to stop people from littering? I guess it's kind of too late by that point. They've already littered. Um. Oh, you think it's enough? What about the dog? Is there a dog poop fine on this? Did I miss that one? Because that one kills me just dog poop left everywhere yes <laughs> I agree. and I mean it's a little too late at that point I guess as well it's probably not seeing someone in the act of just filling the bag and leaving it on the it's side of the trail the, but that the one the hard part is us witnessing that crime yeah. to be able to enforce that
5: we are a little ahead of schedule what did judge say
0: he had, he had a question this was related to the Bears and it was the address on a trash Container. Yeah,
5: the mandatory you have your address on your trash can. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. his question. He'd, yeah. So,
0: again,
13: um, it's broad There's in nature. Discretion. So it doesn't restrict us anyway, anyhow. We okay. will always have the discretion as long as it's in the ordinance. But if we don't put it in there, then we don't have that discretion at all. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Any questions for Commander? <coughs> no, Deputy Police Chief. Deputy Chief. Uh, Mr.
3: Mayor, move to approve ordinance number 21 series of 2023 on second reading as presented. Second.
0: And then just wanted to check real quick if we have any public comments.
5: Nope. No? Nope. And just to clear up any, conf- there, is, there is the $1,000
0: you requested for the bear. For the Bears. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: And so now we're saying you have to have your address on your trash can as well.
0: It's a... You, I think you always have had to, but it's required today.
2: Yeah. It, was, yeah. oh, I it wouldn't that. be
5: part of the penalty assessment
0: uh, classification, though we can bring something back, and we don't have mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know that. All right, well, we have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye.
3: Aye. Aye.
0: I am also in favor. Motion carries. Uh, any opposed? Mm-hmm. Nope. motion carries 6-0.
2: Move to adjourn. Second. second. Wow, we're so, okay. so And
0: don't you want to stick around for more of this? No. no. Create more, a couple more meetings. Let's
2: One just, more meeting. Should we have a, spe- a couple special meetings? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. We can figure that we out. We had a special meeting that I didn't know about. He moved to right adjourn. <laughs> at the bank, and thank God oh, second. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I second. Oh, yeah. We have
0: a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Motion carries six zero. Aye. Aye.